0: Welcome back into this the second half of Main Street Sports today. I'm Chris Yao along with Mo Patton, JP Plant on the controls with us today. Thank you guys for hanging out with us this week again. We will be back each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, two o'clock on all of the social media outlets across Main Street as we have figured it out. So check us out on if you are if you like a Main Street media Facebook page. You can find us there now. (laughs) Yay! That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I needed a a (laughs) clap, not a laugh. (laughs) And YouTube, Twitter, find us on on Twitter, ms underscore sports today. It's always fun. Last night, or yesterday, I guess on the show, we picked... Some we picked the Sweet 16 and uh, went back through the brackets, and both of us said, "Watch out, Gonzaga, taking the Hogs." And
1: you actually took the next step, though.
0: Well, I did say (laughs) Arkansas would win. Here's what I want to know: Did you see? Did did anybody see the post-game interview? Have you seen it on on? No. Musselman is only about three inches taller than Tracy Wolfson. And if you know how tall Tracy Wolfson is, like him being three inches taller is not that, that's that's wild. I was like, wait a minute, is he really five six? Like she might be five foot tall, maybe. She is tiny in heels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you see the picture I posted last night?
0: No, I did not.
1: Go back and look at my Facebook from last night—the
0: one of you and Jody and and Rick. Well, I understand, but still, Musselman is literally <laughs> this tall, <laughs> and yet he has the one of the, the two straight Elite Eight appearances. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? I mean, it's and not Tennessee. height related,
1: but the fact that Arkansas has back-to-back elite eights,
0: and Tennessee has one in their history. That's wild.
1: Mm. And what was Arkansas? They were the four seed, the
0: four seed in the, the... tournament, and the fourth seed in the tournament.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Both
0: tournaments. Well, and I would
1: say hot at the right time, but I mean, what they lost to a And M in the in the semis. Semis, yeah. It's it's
0: it's it's just crazy. Uh, you know, what What this team has been able to do. They go out west. And, and here's the cool thing. Uh, apparently, Musselman had not – like his family had not been able to come see him coach while he had been in Arkansas, since he's been in Arkansas. Hmm. His whole family was there last night. Oh, wow. So, really cool moment for him to get that win. He was elated, man. Just absolutely jacked up. And I was, I was proud for them. I mean, I, like I said, I knew that defense would be really good and – it was defense in the end that won the ball game for them. So
1: Friend, well of, mine, friend of mine showed a, um, a screenshot from a blown out-of-bounds call. Our Arkansas kid had half of his foot on the wrong side of, 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 the, of the baseline, and the Hogs retained possession and scored on it, I think, to make it like an eight-point game, maybe hit a three, stretch a five-point game to eight. I think so. Yeah.
0: That seems to be part of the course for Arkansas. Well, sometimes you have to be lucky. Takes a little. It, it it absolutely takes some luck to win, to win in this tournament. I mean, that's just the facts and you know, Michigan didn't have any last night. Everything that they threw up inside the paint just looked like it was thrown with a hundred pounds of weight Mm. attached to the basketball. Could not get it to go in and you know, Villanova's pretty good. Villanova's a really good basketball team. You're not gonna just beat them off of, you know, just athleticism or, or anything. You're gonna have to really play good fundamental basketball. And I mean, they the Wildcats are really good, man.
1: But I mean, that's an eleven seed Michigan team that a lot of folks felt like, for various reasons, shouldn't have necessarily been in the field. So the fact that they were playing for an elite eight spot, you know, kudos to Jawan Howard. And I know that a lot of folks are not in a kudo-giving spirit (laughs) towards Jawan Howard for various reasons, but um, you know we got a we got an email yesterday from
0: our fearless
1: leader, our publisher slash owner Dave Gould. Um, Apparently, Jawan was on um, Dan Patrick earlier this week.
0: And can you confirm, J.P., because I know you watch <laughs> Dan religiously. So, <laughs> um,
1: And Dan Patrick asked Coach Howard, what did you do when you were suspended? And he said, well, for me, I did a lot of reflecting on how I can improve as a person, as a player. Excuse me, not as a player, as a coach. Sometimes you still think of yourself as a player because you played in so many high-pressure games, competitive games, and pressure moments. With that, I did some counseling and will continue to keep going through counseling once the season is over on how I can help grow this team and how I can be a better leader. I think during that time I learned a lot, grew, and I've gotten stronger while doing it during that five-game absence. Obviously a reference to his five-game suspension following the incident at the end of the Wisconsin game a few weeks ago for which there was little to no Accountability for the Wisconsin coaching staff.
0: Look, I'm glad that he took the time. I still don't think he should have been suspended. I, I hope it, you know, makes him a better coach and a now, better. If he can
1: improve from it, then then if he can take something positive from it, that's fantastic. And and I think that's the right attitude to take out of it. I just and and. Isolating the act, I don't know that he necessarily should not have been suspended. I just feel like he wasn't the only one that should have had some accountability in the situation. That's all. Come on. And that's all I ever meant. Um, And so if anybody thinks I didn't agree with his suspension, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I just don't think he was the only one that deserves suspending.
0: If anyone was going to get suspended. Right. Either... Either everybody, either everybody or, or nobody, nobody. <laughs> one of the two. The there I, we go. There, that's I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Um,
1: we do need to mention before they, did, we,
0: hmm? they did get the win, or they did get knocked out of the tournament by Villanova, who will, who will now. Mm-hmm. Didn't see this one coming. I kind of did, because one of the few
1: bright spots in my bracket was Houston to the Elite Eight. I, now I had them losing to Tennessee in the Elite Eight,
0: but. I had them
1: beating Arizona.
0: I, and and I said yesterday on the show that I, you know the one thing about Houston that that Houston Michigan would have been a very interesting game because of the similarities in their two teams. I would have loved cuz it would have it would have really felt like one of those early 80s NC State Houston type matchups. Mm-hmm. But you know that's you hear all the time you got to have great guard play. You got to have great guard play. Well, being pretty good on the boards clearly
1: a positive i just think houston plays with an
0: edge that
1: not a lot of people play with and i you know i don't i don't know how right i am i'm not a huge basketball expert i'm not a basketball expert at all but watching houston play they just seem to have something about them
0: the best thing about them is they they prov- they they provide everybody on their team with an opportunity to contribute. And again, you gotta have great guard play, but when you've got guys, you know, down low, it's that's where you have to take advantage of those mismatches, which is exactly how Tennessee beat Arkansas with John Fulkerson. You know, putting Fulkerson on the post was what eventually got Tennessee to win in that game. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that's kind of where you just, you kind of look and you go, okay, great job. And then of course Duke, Duke looks like they're just having fun. And it's easy to do, I guess, when you're winning.
1: It's easy to do when you're winning. And I I just think they're trying to send coach K out the right way. And I think that's going to make them dangerous. Um, I'm just hoping Arkansas can channel a little, a little Nolan Richardson in this one. Hmm. Meanwhile, tonight, what have you got? You've got Kansas and Providence. Uh, you've got Miami and Iowa State. Is that right? Yes. And then you've got um, North Carolina and UCLA, UCLA. And you've got
0: Purdue and St. Peter's. This is not a joke. This is not a lie. Today. Today. Today.
1: Is it Peacock Day or something?
0: It's National Peacock Day. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to be a Boilermaker oh, today, folks. goodness gracious. St. <laughs> Peter's to the moon. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> uh, when we come back, Mickey Deerstone, voice of the Lady Vols, joins us here on Main Street Sports Today. Y'all stick with us. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org, or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go tour their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Welcome back in to this Friday edition of Main Street Sports. Today, Chris Yao alongside Mo Patton, J.P. Plant on the controls as we continue getting you ready for the weekend ahead with plenty of local flavor in the sports department. Of course, we've got high school baseball, high school softball, high school boys soccer all taking place. Girls, flag football.
1: There's, there's probably some track and field somewhere. going on as
0: well. and Maybe some tennis. On top of that, college baseball in the area is alive and well. Plenty to go see. And then, of course, like I said earlier, the third-ranked Freed Hardeman Lady Lions will be in Lebanon at Cumberland this weekend. So if you're looking for some college softball there, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better local matchup than – Freed and Cumberland, but also on Saturday, three o'clock central tip, you can find the Louisville Cardinals and the Tennessee Lady Vols, and if you aren't able to catch it on ESPN2, you can always hear the golden tones of Mickey Deerstone, which you can also hear right now as... He joins us here on Main Street Sports today, Mickey. Thanks for taking some time with us, and uh, appreciate you joining us.
2: No problem. You want to hear a little piece of irony? We'd love to hear some irony. After I after uh, you called me and uh, JP put me on hold, the first thing I heard was a commercial for Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, and. Rodney Jones, his father Van Jones started Jones and Lang. Rodney Jones was my roommate in college at Columbia State my sophomore year down there and still talk to him on a regular basis.
1: Wow.
0: That's a great segue, Mo. That
1: that is a great segue, Mickey. <laughs> you ju- you just kind of set me up because um you are an East Tennessee native, correct? Yeah. Where where specifically?
2: I was, I was born in Greenville, but I went uh, middle school and high school in Jefferson City, Tennessee.
1: Okay. Greenville, Green County, Jefferson County. Yeah. How does a Jeff County High School graduate wind up going to Columbia State Community College?
2: Well, it's funny you ask that. <laughs> you know, uh, Jefferson City only has a paper that comes out once a week, so there wasn't a lot of publicity in high school baseball. And at uh, Jefferson High School, uh, when I played there, all four years, I had a different coach each year. And so baseball was just something I loved to play, and I played it anyway. But uh, uh, to make a quick story, I was playing Connie Mack baseball, and we played post-19 coached by Larry Schmidow out of Nashville in the state tournament. And I had a really good state tournament. And they won it because Schmidt always had a stacked team in Nashville anyway. <laughs> and he asked me to go with them to the regional tournament. And so I went to the region with him and he asked me if I wanted to play college ball at Vanderbilt. And I said yes. Well, later on that summer, he he called and he said, look, he said, we'd love to have you if you want to come down here. But he said, I've got a catcher that's a junior, and he's going to be my catcher. He said, have you ever thought about going to junior college? And I said, I just want to go to school someplace and play baseball. He said, well, I know a guy. Let me make a phone call, and then you could play there a couple years and then come for the last two years to Vanderbilt. So about 30 minutes later, I got a phone call from Dave Hall, offered me a scholarship just on the word of Larry Schmidt. And ended up down at uh, Columbia State in '72 and '73. Played on some really good baseball teams and went to the JUCO World Series both years. So that's how I ended up there.
0: The namesake of the field. Mo. There we go. Mickey <laughs> would would
1: would John Shelby have been on those teams, or would he have been after you?
2: He was after me. Okay. I had uh, I played with the Davidson brothers. Rick and Randy Davidson uh Charlie Rogers was our ace pitcher Steve downey was on that team um, we had uh, three guys from uh also from Knoxville two of them played the outfield and Barry Richardson was a pitcher uh, we had we had a really really good baseball team wow. and it was kind of like the the adult version of Bad News Bears. <laughs> I mean it, it it really was. We had guys that well Charlie Rogers was their eighth and he was twenty four years old in a pitcher uh, freshman in, in junior college because he had been in the service, got married and had a kid, and they saw him pitch in an adult summer baseball league. And and it was just it was just full of players you know, like that—that that you wouldn't think would be on the same team in junior college in Columbia. Uh, but uh, oh, I've got some stories from those two years, but I can't tell them on the radio. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All that was missing was the Chico bail bonds on the on the on the, on the, back. On, on the back, huh, Mickey?
2: <laughs> well, we never we never had we never had to call a bail bondsman. Thank goodness, it was a small enough town. we had a couple of businessmen there that kind of kept an eye out for us. <laughs> it kind of took care of it a little bit That's so, all awesome. uh but I mean it was the it was the best two years of my life
1: that's fantastic. When I had heard Mickey Deerstone in Columbia State of a, a couple uh, here in the last year or so, I'm like, I never knew that and it i was just curious about it and thank you for satisfying my curiosity now on with the show Mickey Deerstone the voice of the Lady Vols joining us here on Main Street Sports today and obviously you got a big assignment and the ladies have a big assignment tomorrow out in Wichita as Tennessee takes on top seed Louisville
2: yeah it it's it's a you know it's going to be a tough matchup Louisville's a tough matchup for everybody because of the way they play defense. And it's a tough matchup for Tennessee because, well, until the last game when they only had nine of them, they have been turnover prone. And, you know, Tennessee's going to have to take care of the basketball against Louisville's press or it's going to be over before halftime. Uh, But they know that they know that it's something that they've been working on. Uh, And, but I think it'll be interesting to see how this Tennessee team plays with them being the underdog. The so called experts that, you know, predict the winners and brackets and all that stuff on all the social media and ESPN and wherever, uh, they don't give Tennessee much of a chance to beat Louisville. Uh, but if we can take care of the basketball, I think we match up really good against Louisville because we've got inside game, outside game. Uh, and I think that, uh, we play good enough defense that we can, we can hold them down to, you know, 60, 70 points. So we've got a chance, but it's going to be a tough matchup and they know they're going to have to take care of the basketball.
1: Mickey, do you have an X factor from two, um, from two points with Brooklyn miles? One, she kind of strikes you as a one person press breaker Two. She's from Frankfurt, I and mean, is she a little extra geeked up for this one? Do you think?
2: Well, I I think so. The one thing Brooklyn Miles has to do is she's you know she's only a freshman, mm-hmm. uh, and against presses teams that we played that have pressed us in the past, she has a tendency to dribble just into the front court area, and then pick up her dribble, uh, and get double teamed. So I know, you know, she's aware of that. Coaching staff, they've watched a lot of film and stuff like that. And she can handle the basketball. She's she's a really good passer. And a lot of times when uh, she commits a turnover, it's because she picks up her dribble too soon. And if you got a team that's pressing full court, you know, you got to make that pass before you cross the half-court line instead of after. Uh, so that's uh, – but I'll tell you what. When she's got the basketball, you can't blink or you're going to miss, you know, about 15 feet mm-hmm. because she's so fast with the basketball. Uh, she can break the press by herself if she keeps it in the middle of the floor.
0: How, how much of a help is it to her having, you know, obviously former Tennessee point guard Kelly Harper as her, her head coach? I mean, that's, that's got to be something that's going to benefit her and this team for a long time.
2: Oh, yeah. I think, well, I mean, I think what Brooklyn Miles, when she got playing time early in the season, it was for defense because she's she's a great defender, you know, and she gets after it. And I've seen her grow offensively, uh, you know, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Uh, and it's because Kelly has brought her on slowly and gradually coached her up. There's what it takes to be a point guard in Division One women's basketball and so I think she's improved immensely from the beginning of the year to now uh and you know with injuries to to like Jordan Horston and uh, her her playing time has gone up uh, and I think Kelly has asked more of her and I think she's responded with that
0: that's the thing about Kelly Harper is when you watch her coach and her coaching style she is a very nurturing and very you know, caring coach. She doesn't yell a whole lot unless it's at the officials, I guess. She does that pretty good. But that's, I think sometimes we talk about it on this show all the time. Mo, you, you coach kids the way that they have to be coached. And she has found a way to understand where every kid's coming from. And Kelly Harper has been a godsend to this program in the last couple of years. Would Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah. And I and I think it's a, a per, I think she's a perfect example, to be honest with you, of how if Pat Summit was still coaching, she would have to coach the same way. And and I've told people this. I mean, I had the luxury of working with Pat for twenty years, almost. And the way she coached back then, when everything was stern, you know, the stare and things like that. I don't think that w- I don't think that would work with college freshmen nowadays coming out of high school. Uh, I think you know I, I think coaches have to adapt, and I think you know when you look at Kelly, coach on the sidelines, especially when she gets on the officials, you see the Pat come out in her, mm-hmm. and and she admits you can't play four years for Pat Summit, and then follow the rest of her coaching career without having a little bit of Pat Summit in you. Uh, But I think she's evolved uh, after, you know, coaching at three other places before coming to Tennessee. I think she's a different coach now than she was when she was at Western Carolina uh, or North Carolina State or Missouri State. And I think she's evolved into a coach that can coach kids nowadays coming out of high school because... They're a lot different now than they were back in the nineties. I can promise you
1: (laughs) speaking with the voice of the lady vols, Mickey Deerstone here on main street sports today as Tennessee gets ready to make its first sweet 16 appearance in seven years, which for a lot of lady vols followers would at once feel unheard of. And you feel every day of it probably, um, Mickey, what is the mood around this program over that fact, getting back
2: to this level? They're ready. I think that, you know, they can put that behind them now. You know, they can't – people can't say it's the first time uh, after this year uh, because they've gotten back and then the clock starts all over again. But it's, it's all about how you perform when you get here. You know, and I keep going back to the 90s and the early 2000s You know, back then, the women's basketball tournament, the Sweet 16, when the the bracket was announced each year, you could go through the bracket and pretty much pick at least 14 of the 16 teams that were going to be in the Sweet 16. And Tennessee was always one of those. But now, I mean, when I looked at this year's bracket, there's no way. I mean, you had... Probably thirty teams that could have been in the Sweet Sixteen, and I'm talking about a lot of teams that that got put out, uh, like a Kentucky or somebody like that. Uh, and so it's it's a lot it's a lot different. It's tougher to get there now than it was back early on. I can promise
1: you. It almost felt like the Sweet Sixteen was when the tournament really started.
2: Back then, Mickey, you're right. Um, exactly. Exactly. The first and second round games were just a formality.
1: You made an announcement a few weeks ago. When this year's Lady Vols are done, you're done. What's what's that been like for you personally? What brought you to that decision? And, you know, what have these last well, few weeks been like?
2: I'll tell this. The first time I started thinking about turning it over to somebody else was when they fired Holly. Um, And I thought it would just be, you know, uh, maybe whoever they hired as coach wanted to bring, you know, their radio guy with them or uh, would want to have a say-so on on who did radio for them and somebody that they had uh, trust in that they could get along with and things like that. And then they hired Kelly, and I was doing games when Kelly was a player. And I said, no, if Kelly, you know, if she wants me to, I'll stay for two or three years, a few years, so that she can get her feet set. And that's one less thing she'd have to worry about. Well, this was Kelly's third year. Last year was a COVID year. Didn't make any road trips. We did them all in the studio back on campus at UT by satellite feed. And it was just... I mean, it was something different I'd never done before. It was extremely difficult to get in the game when you weren't there in the atmosphere, especially in the NCAA tournament when everybody was in San Antonio, Texas, and I was in Knoxville, Tennessee, on campus. So this summer, I told uh, Steve Early and Glenn Jackson, Vol Network, that I was thinking about stepping down. And they said, well, don't, don't make up your mind yet. Think about it. Just do us a favor and think about it. And I said, I'll let you know before the season starts. And then, guys, October 8th, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And surgery was set for January, and I knew I'd have to miss some games in January. Uh, last, the year before, I had I'd missed two games when I had COVID. Uh, over Thanksgiving, and, you know, I'm, I'm the type of guy that until last year because of COVID, I had never missed a game. In all, in, in all those games, I'd never missed one. And then all of a sudden, I missed two last year. I missed three this year, and I just, you know, it, it just kind of sealed the deal for me that I don't want somebody to have to do my job for me. And if I can't do them all, then at my age, I'm 68, uh, you know, it would just be a smart thing to do to turn it over to somebody that can do them all. Because I think one thing that's made the Lady Ball Network so successful across the state is not only national championships and winning, but having good or bad the same voice on the broadcast every time they turn on the radio. Uh, and, you know, I just, I just don't like missing. And at my age, who knows what's going to pop up next. And so I just thought it was a good time to do that.
0: Well, we're certainly going to miss hearing you on the broadcast. I mean, almost every time I've ever heard a Lady Vols game, it's been your voice. So I can't, I can't recall anyone else ever doing it, Mickey. And, and it's been a pleasure to have you on our show with us and looking forward to hearing you tomorrow on the sweet 16 call against those Louisville Cardinals
1: and, and hopefully a few more
2: and, and yeah, I, hopefully maybe and you know, four more it. and I, yeah, I hope so. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to miss it. I mean, there's no doubt. I'm going to miss it about as much as I miss Oldham's restaurant. It was downtown when I was going to school in Columbia.
1: <laughs> that one's that's, that one's that's
2: gone. <laughs> yeah, I know, I, I know it is that's where I ate every meal. Oh, wow. Those except, except on Sunday. because They were closed. They were closed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mickey Deerstone, former Columbia State baseball player and the voice of the Lady Vols, joining us here on Main Street Sports today. He's going to be busy around 3 tomorrow as the Lady Vols take on Louisville in the Sweet 16. Mickey, we appreciate your time, and um, good luck tomorrow.
2: All right guys anytime i appreciate the phone call all right when we come back we will
0: talk a little baseball and what's david clutcliffe up to well he's got a new job new gig we'll tell you what it is on the other side on main street sports day y'all stick around AP, Tennessee Sports Editor. Three-time Tennessee Sports Trainer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former
1: University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, R.A. Dickey. R.A., did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to
2: listen to that part before I go to bed every night. That
0: was nice. <laughs> Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. <laughs>
2: (laughs) Other guy, Wham, married the best-looking girl, Bananarama. So, other guy, Wham, had a pretty good life.
0: From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Welcome back in. It's Main Street Sports Day on the final segment of this Friday edition as we get ready for the weekend full of sports. And there's a lot of it going on, including plenty of SEC baseball. Vanderbilt continues their series at South Carolina after a 10-0 win last night. Uh, they will take on the Gamecocks today and tomorrow, I assume, maybe. Yeah. I, I didn't even look to see the rest of the schedule. But Tennessee is... On the road in Oxford, taking on the top ranked Rebels. Top five matchup. Of Ole Miss.
1: (laughs) Yeah, UT rolled into the Grove, ranked number five by whatever rankings the Southeastern Conference uses. I'm not sure who they use, but um, you've got one, two, three, four, five. Seven seven of the fourteen teams are ranked D1. in D one. D one D one baseball. Okay, yeah. okay. So these are D one rankings. All right.
0: Which All is right. probably the most accurate, if we're being honest. I mean, those guys live, sleep, eat, and breathe well, D I mean, one
1: baseball. It, uh, you got Kendall Rogers over there, so yeah, then that, that's fair. <laughs> um, the only other top twenty-five matchup in the conference this week is number twenty-one LSU is at number eight Florida, but um. Number 17, George is at Kentucky. Again, fourth-ranked Vanderbilt started their series at South Carolina last night. Number three, Arkansas is at Missouri um, in two series involving unranked opponents. Alabama's at Mississippi State and Auburn's at Texas A&M. So.
0: Last night, Vanderbilt's 10-0 win. Local product, Chris McIlvain was seven shutout for – the Commodores and every time Chad Kirby hears that he cuts himself a little bit deeper with that knife as <laughs> thinking back to that state tournament and lost to Farragut. <laughs> but <laughs> neither here
1: nor there. I'm, I'm just gonna let you
0: God I know he kicks himself and I don't mean to pile on. It's it's rough but you,
1: you Chris, just pile on.
0: But Chris McIlvain has been phenomenal for this Vanderbilt team in the last couple of years, his fourth win of the year last night and he just continues to get better now i did find out it is today and tomorrow so they'll take sunday off and then they will return tuesday to first horizon park to take on Lipscomb. so
1: five strikeouts two walks seven hits allowed in those seven shutout innings um nelson Burkwich and donye evans finish off the last two innings with two strikeouts each. So they um they just went over there and fairly dominated.
0: <laughs> yeah, they did.
1: South Carolina, which traditionally is one of the better teams in the conference, but they have yet to win in conference play and they are now 10 and well, 11 overall.
0: They've also played Tennessee and Vanderbilt. That's right. They got swept by Tennessee last <laughs> so, week. So, okay. it's, it's it's not like they're out here getting
1: <laughs> – So they're like, who made this schedule?
0: <laughs> SEC hates us. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, Vandy's ranked number four in D1. Tennessee's ranked number five in D1, and that's who we start the year against? <laughs> that's brutal. Hey, <laughs> why can't they, they, we mix in a Missouri or somebody?
0: They came sure. in. They came in 10 and five on the <laughs> – on the year and then. Goodness gracious. Thank goodness of, for the midweek, right? Uh, right, yeah. Um, Austin P is at Belmont this weekend. They'll start their series today. Lips comes in Central Arkansas. You won't be able to see that one unless you're really interested in going to, <laughs> going to Central Arkansas for whatever reason. Uh, Middle Tennessee State at UAB. I did find out that game is on campus at UAB, so it will not be at Regions Park. Uh, UAB coming off a win over Alabama. In the midweek game, so they are riding so, high. So
1: UAB beat Alabama. Um, middle of what took two of three at Auburn. At Auburn,
0: yeah, a couple of weekends ago. So CUSA, CUSA. <sighs> yeah, I don't know how to. It's kind of hard to chant. You can't do SCC. No, you, if it, it's not. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It really doesn't. No, but that's okay. Uh, and then of course, uh, Trevek is at home. Over the weekend as well, so a lot of great baseball in the area. If you want to watch it, Belmont again and Trevecca both at home, and short trip to Birmingham if you're looking for some new food options. They got plenty of them down there, I can tell you. And and apparently the number 34 party school in the country. I don't know where they're partying on the Southside Birmingham, but <laughs> go figure. <laughs> I Five it, points. Okay, but you're. I mean. <laughs> at the at the uh, the the cookie place was insomnia cookies or oh, there's there's plenty of places isn't, down there
1: isn't isn't UAB a big nursing school
0: yeah but are they the same kids oh absolutely have you met a nursing student ever
1: <laughs> i've not met a nursing student but i have met a few nurses and i'm
0: just t- yeah yeah Right after that shift, they work they, hard, they know what play hard. hard. <laughs> no uh-huh. if, you are, if you know yep. anything about nurses, you know, <laughs> if you yep. know, hashtag you know IYKYK, right? If you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. but it, it, yeah, you can party on Southside, but like the, in, at the, at the clubs, but like, it's not on campus. It's not like you're, you're, you know, raging at, you know, at, Kirkland Hall or something. Like that's what I'm so confused by that. and number twenty-nine on the list? Liberty. Oh goodness. Come on now. Exactly. JP's face was like, huh? Wait a minute. Huh?
1: It's the Hugh Freeze
0: effect. I guess. They Hugh Freeze accounts for enough to be the number, number twenty. D- does Liberty know about this ranking?
1: <laughs> that's a good question. Nobody's told Follow uh-uh. well yet. No, no. I've been to Lynchburg. Well, fall was not there anymore, but yeah, I yeah, <laughs> I've been to Lynchburg.
0: There's nothing else. Yeah, where are you do. going? I have no idea. You don't? It's it's you're partying on campus because there's no other place to party.
2: Yeah, behind locked doors in the dorms.
1: Ka baby. And
0: I feel like it's a dry town.
2: <laughs> I'm well, sure I'm it sure,
0: is. Uh, if it's anything like Lynchburg,
2: I don't York, think Liberty would be there if it weren't. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: you got
1: to go somewhere and
0: get it <laughs> and bring it back. It's
1: a To the
2: dorm.
0: It, it's a whole Brown I, bag, baby. <laughs> I mean, I guess Good, that's it. Yes. Alabama tops that list, by the way, which not surprisingly, it's you know, back when Tennessee tops was, the party in school? Yeah. Alabama? Yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all.
2: I, I, I mean, not surprised the, the whole country? Which which report countries. is this? The uh, whole country. The well, <laughs> whole country.
0: I will tell Love you, this. it is it, if there's any um, any entity in the in the world who would be qualified to rank party schools, uh-huh. it's barstool sports. Okay, so okay, <laughs> yes, uh, barstool ranks Alabama atop that list, oh. and yeah, so there yeah, you
2: go. You win a few natties that'll that'll push that's you.
0: that's the thing. So back in the nineties, uh-huh. Tennessee was atop that list almost all the time. Mm. So anyway,
1: there you go. We'll hold that.
0: We we'll, we will. Let's let, we'll talk about David Cutcliffe next week mm-hmm. he ain't got nothing else to do we might as well oh, just try to get him on the show he's, he's not going there. anywhere
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> might, might as well just holler at him and see if he wants to come on and tell us about his new gig I mean Mo's like I got his yeah. number right here it's just whatever I have
1: a number Politics. I'm not sure if it's still is it, the
0: it, number is it a North Carolina number because if it is it's probably not right <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. one, one day we're going to have to play a game the Molo <laughs>
0: The Molodex, I love it. That's so good. Oh man, it, it is a North
2: <laughs> Carolina number. Oh, Spin the It's not gonna
0: be right. You might want to just call the SEC office. <laughs> See I don't know. Do. You don't have to change your numbers anymore. True that. I had my 704 Charlotte number for years. Yeah, but did they pay for their phone? No, that's true.
1: <laughs> I think he could probably yeah. afford to take that bill on.
0: <laughs> yeah. By the time he left. No just, question. Just let me keep the number, dude. Come on. Oh man, you what? don't need it.
2: Coach K's got his own. Come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, what a great show. If you missed any part of the show, go back and listen to the podcast. Josh Corey was fantastic. And Mika Dearson, of course, talked plenty of basketball on this show. So if you missed any part of it, the podcast is available for you. It is archived each and every day. So go check that out. Again, follow us on Twitter, MS underscore sports today. Find us on Facebook Main Street Sports today. Just like our page and you will get a notification every time we go live at 2 o'clock each and every weekday. So it should be fun. Monday, 2 o'clock, come hang out with us. For Mo and JP, have a great weekend. And Mo? Ladies and gentlemen,
1: the weekend.